Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. Week number 17 is here. I cannot wait. This, I mean, is my first Outside of Thanksgiving night is my first Thursday night football game for my squad. So the Cowboys are in action tonight playing the Titans. We'll get into that in a little bit. Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci checking for last-minute updates on the old app over there. And, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. I hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope everybody's uh, enduring the crazy news that we got yesterday before we get into the game. We got a uh, significant benching happening over in the NFL and the AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders decided... Something that Chris may or may not have said a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Listen, I give flowers when it's due. You said something like this, you know, Derek Carr might be done in Las Vegas. We're like, ah, how can you say that? I can't believe you said that. Blah, blah, blah. Devontae, blah, blah. Next thing you know. This is a business. Yesterday, the decision comes down, and it is official. Uh, Derek Carr has been benched for the last two games of the year. And now Josh McDaniels will turn to Jared Stidham, former New England Patriots backup quarterback. Jared Stidham, now you kind of... Now you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. There you go. Some correlation there. So interesting move. Obviously, corresponding moves on the market. Car stock falls a little bit. Stidham's opportunities will seize the day. Uh, do you agree with the move? I do agree with the move from a football standpoint in the sense that I think it's time to move on from Derek Carr in Vegas. I understand that they brought in Devontae Adams because they had the the you know best friends. He's College. My best friend. He's my best friend. Well... <laughs> Your best friend's out. And I feel bad for Devontae in some regards, but at the same time, he should have known the nature of the beast. And Derek Carr has been anything but consistent in his NFL career. Devontae was calling him a Hall of Famer in the offseason. I mean, that's a far stretch. <laughs> but I'm just going to break down what I think the ripple effect has here. First of all, it says on your notes, are we out on the Raiders for this Sunday? Absolutely out. I was out on them anyway because the 49ers defense is stout, right? Mm. And Devontae... Just with Derek Carr in the last three games, 19 catches. That's what I was doing in the in the, uh, oh, okay. in the breakdown. 19 catches, less than 120 yards, I believe, Oof. combined over three games. In the fourth quarter this season, Derek Carr is connecting to Devontae on less than 50% of the targets. So in crunch time, he's going to him more and connecting way less. Derek Carr leading the NFL in picks, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not a good spot, not a good situation for the Raiders. But moving forward, the ripple effect, Jared Stidham, I'm going short on him because the 49ers are just going to eat his lunch all day long. Yeah, that the might Raiders be a bad situation. Uh, Raiders' offensive line has been solid run blocking, but pass blocking is just nope. And um, now there's even more of a ripple effect outside of this coming Sunday and the it's rest like of this Park season. It's like Jurassic Park with a big thing. Boom. And you just, this <laughs> opens up a lot of questions because we've, we've talked at length about which teams are in the market for a quarterback, and we kind of earmarked the Raiders as a potential one because of how sure. they might be picking early in the draft. This might lead to Derek Carr being out. Now, they don't pick as early in the draft, but I think— They did that to themselves <laughs> by winning some games. But I think there may or may not be a free agent quarterback pending, right, that everyone thinks may retire or may not, depending on where you go, where you lie on this side of the fence or not. But I think that there's a real chance that the rumors start to ramp up that Tom, do it. Tom Brady to no. Vegas. It makes sense because he could go wherever he wants, right? Tom Brady's an unrestricted free agent sure at the end of the season, which is a scary thought in some ways. He is 71. But <laughs> he also has about 60 years of tenure with Josh McDaniels as his OC. And I read a crazy How stat. How is that relationship, I wonder? I would imagine that it's probably better than we think. I would imagine that... Bill Belichick, or Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels have a better relationship than Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had. And I think 
McDaniel's was always the go-between between those guys. The mediator. Yeah. Yeah. The, so I think the common sense there, of it there's all. a real, real chance that we see Brady in Vegas. And I think Derek Carr, I said this also way back, that I think Derek Carr might end up in Tampa. Now, the, that wouldn't be by a trade because it's just not going to work that way. But it just it kind of shakes out like that could be a potential thing. Another thing that I thought of, and really it wasn't me, it was my buddy Joe and I were sitting kind of talking through the situation yesterday, and he said, you know, Jordan Love's talking about wanting to be traded. Maybe maybe Devontae could politic a little bit to get his other like yeah, maybe they have such a boy. rapport. <laughs> maybe they spoke a couple times. Yeah, maybe they, they sent a happy birthday text. But on these are Facebook things that it opens up a, a Pandora's box of op- options for the offseason. And now I'm I have to break this down a little bit more because I didn't really do a deep enough dive into it because the news is just breaking. But I'm excited to see a what happens with the Raiders quarterback situation. B is Devontae if they don't fix it, is he going to demand a trade? And if so, are the Raiders going to be able to get the haul that they just got, gave up for him? I they don't could know. probably, they could probably get something back. We you had know, Dave if they're whispering in my ear that maybe Rogers to Vegas, and I had to slap him. No, first of all, morning. I blocked it. Second of all, uh, why not? You know, if like I don't foresee it. To me, the Packers' more likely scenario would be to get rid of Rogers than get rid of Jordan Love if Jordan Love is the guy that they thought he would be. So like. Getting, you know, shipping them over for a couple twos uh, would probably do it for for the Raiders and for the Packers. Um, I don't foresee him being worth any ones. If there is a trade that goes down this offseason, it will probably be draft day trade. If you don't think that, that Aaron Rodgers I mean, that, that, is, that is netting anymore, a one, AJ Brown. if you don't think Aaron Rodgers nets a one. I promise you, I'll, I'll bet my entire Mojo stock portfolio on this, that Aaron Rodgers does not warrant a first round pick from I'm just going to say this, Dave's less confident than he was this morning based no, 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 on I'm, what he was willing just now to bet compared to what he was willing to bet an hour ago. <laughs> Dave is feeling like, less confident. First of all, it was like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Second of all, I, listen, I don't think. Look, Aaron Rodgers is about to be forty years old. There's no, there's no mind. There's no. What happens if the Packers run the table and win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, then is Aaron Rodgers God, traded? Stop! How early? What's in the coffee this morning, man? Like, good lord! Look, yeah, the Pack. Listen, I want the Packers to be higher guns this year. To be honest with you, I want them to get the seven. I want them to win the first round. I want them to go to Philly and beat Philly, and then I want the ultimate revenge. I want the Cowboys to beat the Packers in the NFC title game. Oh, give it to me. Mike McCarthy, revenge. I'd love to give it to you. <laughs> Pause. Anyway, so moving on. We got ourselves a football game tonight. Speaking of my beloved Dallas Cowboys, they got themselves a game tonight. It is Thursday night football, week number 17. The Cowboys traveling to Tennessee, and the Cowboys rocking their all-iced white, new alternate helmets, all that. I hate, first of all, I hate that stuff. It looks great. They look awesome. It looks sharp, right? Oh, sharp. Here's Such a, the, day, the get off my lawn No, 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 no. This is my, this is the... I hate when they new, uh, wear new things because they typically don't show up when they wear new things. That's my thing. And really? look, I know that's probably not even a real that's stat. That's just not even a real stat. I mean, last year they wore the stupid red stripe on their helmet and they played their worst game well, of the season. That's then they that's, wore it again this year and they won. So I was like, right, it's cool. ugly. The well, red stripe is ugly. Bicentennial. But that's, I don't care what it is. It's ugly. <laughs> and the second aspect of this is if I have all white uniform on, I'm scoring two touchdowns that game no matter what. So, so you just get the, I'm clean. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you look good, you know, that whole thing. Ah, you Dion, look good, yeah, he's it, my guy. Et cetera, et cetera. But and anyway, I feel like that was Jerry Rice first. It was definitely Dion, but try again. Um, what are we doing with the Titans here as far as plays on the mojo market? Nothing. It seems like everybody 
is being benched or rested or listed as doubtful or Vrabel has made it very clear that tonight is like a walkthrough and next week is the AFC South Division Championship game on how that worked out for the the, the season. The Jaguars went on a surge and all of a sudden the Titans lose their five straight. Yeah, no, this game is there's no way you're getting it on a Titan in this game. Derrick Henry is not going to play. Not even going to. What about like a, a Haskins or a Hillard or any of these guys? No, no cheap play. The Cowboys are susceptible to the run. Look, if, if there's ever a get right game, sure this could be if it. But I don't, if you're looking, at, I don't know. if you're looking to gamble, I guess you can make a play on Hilliard because there's potential for him to do well. The, the Cowboys have been susceptible, giving up uh, chunk rush yards, but really, like there's nothing to speak of in the past game for the Titans. So I could imagine that the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to show up. They need the game because they're playing. They don't have to scoreboard watch. Philly plays it's on a standalone Sunday, so game, so that's why need, I've been saying need, all week. They 100 yeah. need to show up in this game because if they don't, then they could watch the division. Slip away on a Thursday night. They don't want to do that. The Titans have no business even lining up in this game because nothing matters in it. There's precedent in the Mike Vrabel coach team. This is a recipe for team. disaster. There's, no, <laughs> stop it. Shut your mouth. I'm getting there's, nervous. there's precedent in a Mike Vrabel coach team where he's rested guys in a game that did not matter, and Derrick Henry was relatively healthy at the time. This is a playoff situation going forward for the Titans. They don't need this game. They should not be playing their starters, and they will not. So, so Cowboys. what about a Malik Willis play? Short? Like, sure. think he's going to just get here's or just, the thing. Here's the thing. I'm I'm apprehensive to short anybody in this game because you. I guess you can short them because they're not going to play well. But I don't expect even a bad performance out of the Titans is going to net much of a gain in terms of the mojo market because the expectations is that they're not going to play well in this game. The point spread moved from 11 or 10. It was to 10 to 12. Now it's 12 and a half. So yeah, it's it's like. All signs point towards beatdown in Tennessee tonight. All right, so Dallas offense? Yeah, everybody. Sure. Zeke. Pollard's also on the mend right now with a thigh injury, so maybe a full Zeke day. I guess you could say the Titans have had success stopping the run this year if there is success to be had for the Titans. It was more so in the beginning of the season, and it's kind of dissipated a little bit. Dallas obviously is a run-first team, and they build everything off of that. But in this game, I feel like it's just going to be the air attack because – the Titans are one of the worst pass defenses in the league, and why not hit them? Prescott coming off a very, very good performance against Philly last week, and, and CD, of course, CD Lamb has been balling out. CD got 90, 90 catches. He's up. Uh, he's very close to he 100. Might end up he's with got over a thousand yards. Today. Yeah. So, all right. Well, heavy on the Cowboys. Maybe not so much on the Titans. That's your Thursday night football yeah, preview. Yeah, it's really CD, CD. But I'm already in on CD. So. T. Y. Hilton against the oh, AFC South. T. Y. Hilton might not have familiar another, territory. He might not have another catch. Oh, as geez, a Cowboy. come on! But man. it wouldn't matter. He had his hey. one. Oh, okay. There's the moment. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like when you bring in guys like that, you're they not bring in guys like T. That. Y. Hilton to to line up 40 no. times a game, and you well, have a catch at first down here or there. And well, sometimes it takes a catch like that to be like, oh, oh, we got this guy. You know, oh, he's, he's all right over T. there. T. Y. Hilton sat on his couch all season for a reason. He's a good player to be added at this point. Third, but you don't and think thirty. You don't think T. Y. Hilton is going to catch like eight balls in? No, a no, no, no. I, I didn't know. say that. I'm you just saying not. they'll be in this trouble. Is familiar right? territory for T. Y. Come on. Just thing. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got some uh, interesting things to talk about real quick, and these are day trades, okay? These are the guys that we think are going to be very, very um, pertinent or important <laughs> to your mojo portfolio. We going to do well Sunday this week, or yeah. not. Usually, and, and tomorrow we'll get right back into the groove of previewing some of the games with some of the, you know, some of the marquee games. But today, we'd like to give you a couple plays. We think that if you slap some multipliers on these guys – that you can make some money really quick and turn it around and potentially sell it on Monday morning when the market opens. So we'll start with Brock Purdy. Now, look, 
There are a lot of been a lot of things have been said about the guy and how he's not lighting up the scoreboard, but he remains consistent. All right, not lighting up the scoreboard. I meant his statistical day. Um, he's got eight touchdowns and three picks since coming on as a quarterback for the 49ers. Not a lot of yards, but he's very, very efficient, right? He's not turning the ball over. His his turnover to touchdown ratio is nice right now. Not bad. Uh, but the Raiders are in complete disarray right now. So this could be a very, very big play. And not to mention, the 49ers potentially could move up as high as two, you know, or I mean, if push came to shove, they could probably get up to as high as one, to be honest with you. Uh, but right now they're still put. Yeah, because they're, they're down, I believe one game or two games from the Eagles. And if the Eagles lose out and they win out, they might actually have the tiebreaker over the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know as far as the NFC goes, I don't know. But all I, all I know is this, the 49ers have a chance to up their seeding, so they will try to do that. And it's against a really bad Raiders team who have just literally punted on the season. Um, so I like, I, I know you like him, I like him. There is a two-time multiplier on all his good stuff today. His price is super, super low, and he's been on a nice upward trajectory. I, I, I'm in on Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy is loaded with weapons around him, and yeah. there's a, another weapon that might be returning this week. I've heard that Debo has been, is, is now really? officially listed as questionable. And a lot of the times when I look at this, I see, all right, he's questionable. So I go over to the fantasy team that I have him on and I check his projections and it looks like it's a fairly like reasonable questionable it's not like six points he's projected to have some points so I think there's a real good chance that Debo plays in this game I know that my analysis God. and basing it off of my fantasy projections so quick. isn't necessarily like the most realistic approach no, here. but but at the same time there is a chance Debo plays I think they'd probably be better off holding him out in this one because the San Francisco offense is going to roll yes yeah, the, the Raiders, Raiders defense and the Raiders. and on the flip side of things, they're going to play with a short field all game. I don't know. The Raiders are playing for nothing, so they might have that element of things where they go for it on 49ers might win this game by 40. Downs, but I see more more realistically, I see the 49ers just dominating this game. Brock Purdy at the helm. You could look for probably two touchdowns. They might run the ball in a couple times with CMC, but when you score 40 points in a game, which I fully anticipate them doing on mm, Sunday, yeah, I think so too. You know, there's going to be touchdowns to plenty. So Brock Purdy, I'm in on. I'm actually starting him in my fantasy finals because I'm no Kyler. Best of luck to you. Um, a big play because of what's offered on Mojo is AJ Dillon. A.J. Dillon has himself a 15-time multiplier attached to his name. And right now, A.J. Dillon has had 10-plus carries in the last three games, specifically a big game against Chicago a couple weeks back. I think A.J. Dillon has a very, very good opportunity against a very, very you know piss-poor Minnesota defense overall. Like, I understand it's a lot on the secondary, but let's be honest. The Vikings have given up oh, a lot both. of points. Yeah, their, their it, defense both, is not good. Right, so... I do see an Aaron Jones type game, but man, when that bowling ball gets inside the 10, it's hard not to deny A.J. Dillon. He's one of the better put your shoulder down and burrow people over. A.J. Dillon's a very, very yeah, sneaky good player. This is a game where we're talking about the Vikings. They're setting NFL records for point differential in a season with the team is with as many wins as they've had. They've they've set the bar and they reset the bar week in, week out, every week where they have a close one point game. Now there's something to be said about the Vikings where they win all these close games, mm. but you know, there's also in my opinion, some room for regression there because things aren't always going to go your way. There's that Buffalo game. They had the win last week against the Giants. Like, a lot of crazy wins. And, again, I tip my, I tip my hat because that's a testament to the coaching staff and, realistically, it's a testament to Kirk Cousins. So, look, A.J. Dillon is, in the cold-weather games, they tend to lean on him a little bit more. And Aaron Jones has been limited in practice this week. Really, last week, we didn't see much of Aaron Jones, and nobody knew why. It turns out that he had a little bit of an injury situation okay. happening. And in the cold-weather games, we know Green Bay likes to lean a little bit more on A.J. Dillon. 
with Aaron Jones being banged up, the defense giving up all the points. Minnesota's defense, this is what I was talking about before, the point differential is insane. As many points as they've scored this year, they've only allowed like three less. So it's, their offense is elite. That means their defense is the opposite of elite, and most offenses that play them become elite. So I'm looking at AJ. And the Green Bay Packers absolutely have to have need it. Need the game. Have to They're have They're going to run the ball. The Vikings a lot. are in, and they've won the NFC North. So you have to assume that the Vikings are on. But the, you got to watch out because the Vikings also know that's like, all right, the Niners are breathing right down our necks, and if we want to keep the two to potentially play these Packers, um, you know, you have to get this game. All right, sneaky play here coming up next. I kind of disagree, but you convinced you know us to put it on here. You, but yeah, we have to we have to a little risky. Here. Michael Carter, the third running back in the New York Jets. Right, there's a five time multiplier on him right now. Um, I, I, this to me, this is a, a little bit of a desperate play, but so are the Jets. <laughs> you know, the the Jets need to have this game. They got Seattle. Seattle needs to have this game. So I personally think that this one's a risky play. But from what we saw out of Bam Knight the last couple of weeks. This is why a Michael Carter might excel here. Yeah, in I'm, I'm going to pull up Carter's uh, month chart. Yeah, it's it hasn't look as far as Bam Knight is concerned. Last week against Jacksonville, nowhere to be found at all. So yeah. this is why this might be a play. All right, so Bam Knight realistically over his last two games, he has 19 carries for 21 yards. Yikes! So real, you know, that's not going to get it done in the NFL. The whole now, one yard of carry thing. Now you <laughs> could say, okay, Bam Knight's not getting it done. Nobody's getting it done. If you look at the Jets ent entirely last week, they had the defense think, is getting it ten done. carries for eleven yards. So nobody's running the ball well for the Jets in the backfield. That said, if I'm looking at this Jets backfield, who's the most proven guy in a game that they definitely are desperate to get a W in? And that's Michael Carter. He's had splashes. And just talking about Bam Knight, he's nicked up a little bit. I know that they had the extra rest because of the Thursday game. But even with the extra rest, what are they looking for? Are they looking for, you know, 1.1 yard per carry? No. Now, on the flip side of that, what Michael Carter offers in the past game, Bam Knight does not. And who's the other guy that they have over there? Is it Ty? Um, oh, yeah, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Mm -hmm. He's not really much of a pass catcher either. And last week, I know it was an abysmal offensive out, uh, game for the Jets, but who was it that paced the Jets in targets and receptions? It was Michael Carter. So... While they're desperate to get the ground game going, this guy offers a little bit more than just the, the rushing attack. And he has had spurts this year where he looked good. I've been in on Michael Carter since the beginning of the season, and I have not sold yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully him making me a little bit of money so I could get out on him. I'm not saying I'm in on Michael Carter going forward entirely, but for this Sunday, I think it's a decent play. And don't forget... It's Mike White season again, so let's it see is. how the Jets do against Seattle. We'll talk about Seattle in just a couple minutes because there's one more guy on our list. But next, another decision that was made yesterday that kind of just kind of, I don't know, I think it flipped the NFL on its ear. It's like, why are we doing this right now? The Washington Commanders are going back to Carson Wentz. This is, to me, this is a three-time short right now. Do not hesitate. Carson Wentz is probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't care that he has these splash plays where he drops one or two in the bucket and you're like, there's Carson. That's not Carson. Carson Wentz is a bum. He is no good at football and short the hell out of him this week because the Washington Commanders, as much as they need it, to make the switch right now and, and take the confidence away from Tyler Haneke after you promoted your it was season tickets from last year, you promoted your season tickets from next year with Tyler Haneke as your post boy, and now you're benching the kid? This is a desperate play from a poverty franchise and a poverty owner. The Washington Commanders are dead to rights. They will not be making the playoffs. The Washington Commanders, I'm sorry, 
Something's going to collapse where they're not going to win a game and Green Bay is just going to mull over their next two opponents in Minnesota and Detroit. Washington will miss the playoffs, and don't be surprised. Do not be surprised if there's questions with a potential sale of the team uh, of a new head coach because Ron Rivera, can't. Uh, how many excuses can you have? They gave you a quarterback. You thought you thought it was him, and then you said, ah, it's the quarterback. We're, we're stinking at quarterback right now. Let's make a change. And now you're going back. Why? Why? Because the rest of your team stinks. That's why. Like, yeah. uh, Tyler Heineke is not the reason you're losing football games, okay? You're losing football games because you have a bad football team. So the fact that you're making a trade or, or a switch right now, it's just, it's, it's to me, it's mind-numbing. I think it's a little Wentz bit curious. Get out of I think the locker room is probably upset about it. Taylor Heineke is their dude. Unless there's an injury that they're keeping under wraps, but it's not like that Taylor Heineke is some... You need to protect his injury status. Like he's not Tom Brady. It's just Taylor Heineke. I think it's a little bit disrespectful because the the Commanders were had fallen flat at the at the time that Carson Wentz was benched. They were they had fallen flat. They were completely out of the playoff picture. I know it was a little early, but Taylor Heineke's play is what got them back in it. And his I guess you could say the team rallied around him a little bit. Now I think more so it was the run defense that kind of carried this team. Yeah, but, but Taylor Heineke and the run defense guys they went benefited hand in hand. from this. Like there was a there Dotson was definitely like people Samuel. felt good about playing football on the Commanders when Taylor Heineke was the quarterback. Controlling their own destiny going into the final two weeks of the season, it's a very curious move for me. Right. They may know exactly. something that we don't about Carson Wentz. What's that? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, I'm ho- I'm all for it because as I, a Packer fan, I'm looking for Cleveland to dominate like what, this what, game. What could you have seen? And open the door for and us don't to get give in the me, and, and don't give me practice and good reps and just he's done things the right way. Like no, this is a dumb move. On the uh, listen, if this if they burns me and he throws for 500 this week, I'd be like, that's cool. You still stink. This is a bad bad yeah, move. Ron Rivera. Can you I tell mean, I'm just not a big fan of Ron the Rivera? Players. I feel like if Ron Rivera. If the, if the Commanders don't make the playoffs this year, he should probably get fired. And I know that Ron Rivera is a fan favorite. Everybody loves the guy across Riverboat the league. Riverboat Ron. And I'm, I have no, you know, I think Ron Rivera is a good head football coach. But he he botched this season a little bit he with the Carson Wentz thing. He did. The he, way he made a, a fool of himself in the media. blamed it, and, and now, then he didn't. If no. this doesn't translate into a playoff appearance, you got to go. But I don't know. The, the whole Commanders front office is in disarray, so maybe he just Stadium's falling apart. Because anyway. he has respect and nobody else in that building does. Mm-mm, none. Zero. Alright, one more guy we want to talk about, and we just talked about the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks having to have this game. It might be time that the storybook is over, the fairy tale is over, Geno Smith might be time to short you, buddy. And I love the comeback, and I love the fact that he could possibly win NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I think that's the, the odds are not completely in his favor, but they're up there. He, he's he's in the conversation, but in a game, the probably Seattle CMC, he probably see he wasn't was he hurt last year the whole time? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a Chuba Hubbard Chuba Hubbard thing. Uh, but in any event, Gina uh, Gino Smith, it just it doesn't definitely CMC. Yeah, probably definitely CMC. Then in fact, I'm like yeah, 100. percent All right, so he was in the conversation for a little while. Was Gino Smith, and I don't think. Uh, the storybook ends in a, in a positive way. The Jets defense, Robert Sala, he's going to have those boys ready to play, and, and they've been carrying this team. There's no offense to show for it in New York as far as the Jets are concerned. So what I see here is I see Geno Smith, while he probably will throw a touchdown or two, he will also cost you a couple drives as well. I think it's a short game for Geno. I think it's a it's a bad look for the Seahawks. We talked about it in the middle of the year. Is, is Gino the future of this team? I still believe he could be, but don't be surprised if they're they're looking not looking elsewhere. But you know they did acquire some serious capital for one Russell Wilson. So just keep that in mind uh, as you go forward. But this week in particular, in a must 
win situation, I think Geno falls a little short. Yeah, I think um, I'm in, I'm with you on that one. Nobody has done well against the Jets uh, secondary, so I don't expect Geno, who's been middling at best over the last couple of weeks, to do any better than a lot of other guys that have failed. Uh, I think Geno plays him, played himself into another contract. I think he deserves it. Seattle's not in a spot where they're really going to have the ability to go after a quarterback high in the draft. They could turn into a projects-type situation where they, even if they bring in a guy, it's going to be Geno's going to be able to compete with him. Gino will be the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks next year. So for that reason, you say, okay, you can invest in him because I think he gets the contract. But if we're talking about just this week, going long or short, I'm going short on Gino. Yeah. I mean, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, these dudes are legit. Ballhawks. They, they are players. There's like no separation whatsoever in that secondary. And not to mention, they get after the quarterback a little bit too. When the Jets put pressure on the quarterback, it changes a lot of things about that. Not just their defense, but their team. Dude, they made Zach Wilson 5-2. and two. At some point this year, Zach right. Wilson beat Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson beat Josh Allen. And he puts that on his resume like a feather in the cap. Like, no, you didn't. You know, and really, <laughs> like, it was stop. the defense that did all of that. Yeah. So, Gino has just very, very little chance. And this game is in, in the middle. Seattle. It's, oh, it's in Seattle. Pretty so, sure that helps. Seattle, that helps. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is this. Just for comparison purposes, right, the Seattle Seahawks, if they win the next two games, they have a chance to make the playoffs, right? Oh, and they, I don't know if they control their own. I don't think they do at this point because they're on the outs. So, Having said that, the it's a comparable move for the Washington Commanders to move off from Taylor Heineke to uh, to Carson Wentz would be as if Pete Carroll decided out of nowhere to say, you know what, it could be Drew Lock time. That's the guy that's going to get us in. We're going to bench Geno Smith. That's the same thing. It's a course. It's a literally same playing field. Geno Smith has got you there, but again, tough situation to be in. I don't like the I don't like the I mean, matchup. Bro, even I'm looking at Gino. Like even the last couple of weeks, Gino outside of last week, Gino has been really solid. That's his interceptions saying. are up a little bit over the last month or so. So I guess he's kind of tailing off a little bit. But I'm looking at Gino and I'm very impressed as a whole. It's and that's why gonna, he's probably earned himself a nice little four year deal. Yeah, or something so he's like going to get paid. I'm, I'm liking Gino's stats here, and like especially in the beginning of the year, he was leading the league in like you know yards per attempt and things like that. So it wasn't like he was digging mm -hmm. and dunking. Um, I think Tyler Lockett injury Lockett really, might come back, though. really hurt him. And that's oh, yeah, what I'm seeing. Year? Like, I thought he'd come back. Maybe I, next I think week. He's bad. I think he's coming back. But okay. like looking at it, like when Lockett went down, that's kind of when Gino went yeah, down. Yeah, because so, it's a one-trick pony. You got DK Metcalf over there, and that's um, really it's a it. shame that even if Tyler Lockett plays, he's not going to be open. So this yeah, is true. short and Gino nonetheless. Short and Gino. You can go five times on that short and make yourself some money here. All right. Sounds like a plan. Those are your day traded in plays for week number 17. Now, just for, just again, tomorrow, we'll dive into the week 17 slate. There is a lot of games with a lot of implications for playoff scenarios, but also those are the guys you really want to get in on now because you know they're going to be playing their asses off and trying to make you some money over on the Mojo market. So do us a favor. Follow us right now. Head on over to the social media and uh, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Instagram's been blowing up. We, we've been doing a solid job over on Instagram. And it's not even like a, like clickbaity stuff. It's actually stuff that might actually come to fruition. Uh, but anyway, follow us over there. Join the Discord. It's a daily conversation each and every day to talk to other players on the Mojo market. See what these guys are doing. Share your portfolios. Who's going long? Who's going short? Some, some app suggestions are out there. So people are just getting involved in trying to better this thing as more sports and states are coming to you in 2023. We're very excited about that. But first, before we get there, we got to get to Week 17. Starts tonight. Thursday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, 
A5 Behind the Glass. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys back here to preview the rest of week number 17. Tom Brady has spent as many days in the NFL as he has spent not in the NFL. It's alarming.